Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Today, I want to share with us uh, a word that's titled the joy of not knowing. That's right. It doesn't sound very intelligent, but hang in there. The joy of not knowing. Now, why do I say that on the surface, that doesn't sound very intelligent? Well, because the thing is that we live in such a knowledge-based world, isn't it? You know, where information is so easily available at the at the press of a button, uh, at the search of a Google. And uh, we live in a society that places increase. Uh, and increasingly uh, more importance on knowledge. Uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago, decades ago, where going to university wasn't a, a necessity. But right now, it feels like, man, if I don't have a degree, uh, there's something wrong with me. If I don't have a certain type of qualification, there's something wrong with me. If I don't know this, if I don't have a skill, you know, and that leaves a lot of people feeling really down about themselves. Uh, and, and what's worse is that, you know, because nowadays everything is so easily accessible, you know, like I said, by Google, I still remember the old days where we had to do so much research, you know, before going overseas, before going on a holiday. And now people can just, you know, go on Google, go on Instagram and just copy and paste another person's travel itinerary uh, and just, you know, have everything uh, at the tip of the fingers. And, and what this might create is that it might create this false sense of security, you know, because knowledge is so easily available, we are so easily deceived to think that, oh, I'm so clever, I'm so amazing, oh, I can do it. Uh, and this fills us with a lot of false sense of bravado. And, and, and I'm not against knowledge, don't get me wrong, I'm not against technology, but I'm also saying that it's okay to not know. Because the truth is, we will go through life and, and there will be, you know, stages of our lives where we really don't know. You know, I, I get asked questions, all sorts of questions about Christianity, you know, all the time because of, I guess, my, my, my job as a pastor and, and as a believer, people always ask me, you know, uh, why did God do this? Why did God do that? And the truth is, many times I just reply, I don't know. And they, they look disappointed and maybe some of them look like, oh, they stumped me. But I was just being honest because certain things, hey, I, I don't know. But I don't know doesn't mean that we will never know. And so I want us to be people that are comfortable with being honest with ourselves and say that, you know what? Sometimes I'm going through stuff that I don't know and that's okay. And I don't know doesn't mean that I will never know. And, and, and not only that, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's also not a sign of weakness. Because if we can be really honest with ourselves, you know, there are times we, we're going through, you know, life. And, and, and for example, right now, you know, if you were to ask me, Pastor, when will the pandemic end? When will the lockdown end? No, when can we meet together physically as a church again? And I'll say, I don't know. I don't know. And it's not a sign of weakness. Maybe some of us here, we've been praying. We've been praying for so long for healing. 
you know, for something maybe physical uh, uh, that's wrong with our body or even something emotionally uh, that we're going through, you know, emotional trauma. We're praying, God, please heal me, please heal me. And, and if you're really honest with yourself, so you don't know. You don't know when, you know, all of us who has lost a loved one, you know, um, you know, a, a parent, a close friend, a sibling, uh, and who have lost them, you know, they passed away, and it hurts so badly as we mourn, um, but eventually we heal from that. Now, the exact time frame of that healing, I don't know, but eventually it will happen, and so... Uh, there will be times in life where we don't know. We don't know how. We don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. Amen. Tell me some amens there if, if you've been through something like this. Or am I the only, you know, weak person? No, not weak. You know, only real person in the room here. You know, there are days where we don't know what to feel. You know, we will read news, bad news, tragic news, and and and. And we'll just go like, oof, that's a lot to process. I really don't know what to feel right now. I, don't, I know sometimes when we see a friend that's hurting, and, and as much as we want to say something encouraging, but if we're really honest, we'll be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to feel. Uh, or worse, sometimes we can be seeking God for direction and we seem to hear nothing. And if we're really honest, we are in a place of God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do anymore. I've done all that I can and I don't know what to do anymore. And, and this is a message for people who have ever been through a I don't know. Whether it's I don't know how to do, what to do, how to feel, you know, when this will end. Some of us were in a very bad situation, you know, where we're in a, in a you know, maybe a, a tough job. And, and every day you're praying, God, please take this burden away from me, make my boss nicer or remove my boss. And every day just feels longer and we don't know. Or pray, but we don't know when God will answer. And so I want to help us to, 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 to process uh, this emotion. I want us to learn uh, to say that it's okay that I don't know. And that's why I want us to, you know, really find joy uh, and, and some encouragement in not knowing. You know, I wrote down here, you know, we live in a society that values knowledge, uh, and which is good, you know, uh, uh, to know stuff. You know, it's good to get an education. It's good to pick up a skill. You know, how many of you have learned to make banana bread or cinnamon rolls in this lockdown? <laughs> good, good to know, good to pick up a new skill, you know, but the truth is we cannot know everything. We cannot know everything. Amen. And not knowing what to do, what to say, you know, when it will end, you know, what to feel is a very human uh, process. It's a very human emotion. Amen. And so I've got three points for you from the Word of God that will help us to process and, and help us to navigate uh, through the, the mist of I don't knows in our lives. And uh, before I venture into them, would you allow me to pray? Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. And right now we want to get into it. God, we know that you know all things. And while we don't know all things, and while we don't know and have no control over 
everything that happens around us, Lord, we put our faith in you. And so right now, as we open your word, would you teach us your ways? Help us to rest in you when we don't know. Teach us what we can do when we don't know. Thank you, Lord. We declare our hearts are open to receive. Give us courage to believe and to obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, I've got three points for us to help us to navigate the I don't knows in our lives. Point number one, I don't know, but I can still trust. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to say. I don't know what God is doing. I don't know how long my unemployment will last, how long my furlough will last, how long my job search will last, how long uh, my, 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 my sickness will last, but I can still trust in God. I can still trust. Amen. And, and we reflect this in our everyday living. Now, before you go like, oh, pastor, how can you say that? You know, you know, we, we, we do that. You know, we, we exercise trust without knowing, or at least I do. I'm not sure about you. You know, all the time. For example, you know, uh, I, 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 I take flights, right? And if you were to ask me, me, um, do you know how a plane is able to fly? I would kind of, if I'm really honest, I'll say, I, I, I don't know. It might make me sound simple, but I don't know. But I trust that somebody who knows has figured it out. I, I trust in the pilot. I trust in the airline. I, I, I trust in the track record of this invention called the aeroplane. Uh, that, uh, you know, for me, it's a mystery. How can something made out of metal take off? You know, I, of course, there is an explanation like I said, just because you don't know doesn't mean there's no knowledge behind it. Doesn't mean that we'll never know. There are people who know, but 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 you know what? I can trust. Can you imagine that that you know the only way for me to travel or for us to travel, you know, is to go like, man, you know, nowadays it's so it's so dangerous to, to fly sometimes, you know. So the only way, the only way for me to be safe is to really study each airline and the model of the plane they use and where they got it from and the exact model of which that model of plane that I'm flying on uh, was built, who built it, who were the engineers. You know, if we were really to, uh, you know, die on the hill of, of you know, uh, I must know, then we would never live, right? You know, we... we we, 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 we trust. We learn to trust. I don't know, but I trust. If I can say that about the plane, what more God? You know, if I can say that about a plane, then I have no excuse not to trust God. And, and don't just take me for it, you know. Uh, why don't we turn to the Word of God? You know, I, I love this encouragement from, from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. We're going to go uh, into Old Testament and New Testament. 2 Chronicles Chapter 20, verse 12. Amen. And uh, if you're there, uh, say amen and I will read to you. It says this, O our God, will you not judge them for we have no power against this great multitude. So uh, these were people that were surrounded, you know, uh, by a great multitude of, of enemies. Um, and it says here, that it's coming against us, nor do we know what to do. Oh, it's so refreshing. To, to find passages in the Bible of people who uh, struggle through times like us, moments where we go like, God, I don't know what to do, 
In the Old Testament, they also had that. I don't know what to do. God was surrounded. You ever felt surrounded by your problems and you don't know what to do? You ever felt surrounded by bills and you don't know what to do? You ever felt surrounded by sickness? Well, right now we're literally living through that and you don't know what to do. Well, I mean, wash hands, wear your face mask, but still on top of that, I, go, I don't know what to do. I don't know when this will end. I, I don't know how long I can stay in the house anymore. I, I don't know whether, you know, I should change my job, stay in this job, you know, switch countries, move out, go home. What to do? I don't know what to do. But good news, it answered this, but our eyes are upon you. Wow. And let that be an encouragement. There will be moments where we don't know what to do. We don't know what to feel. We don't know what's going to be the outcome. But the Bible teaches us, put your eyes. Put your eyes on God. Train your eyes on Him. You know, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Wow. Beautiful scriptures to live by. And that's what I mean by, I don't know, but I can still trust. I don't know. I can't see my future, but I choose to see God. I choose to fix my eyes on Him. Amen. Praise God. And, and this is not just uh, in, in the Old Testament, even Jesus. You know, I preach on this. And, and can I read you another scripture for point number one? In Mark chapter 13, verse 32. Mark 13, verse 32. Right? And this is Jesus explaining uh, the end of days. This is Jesus explaining uh, to his disciples, you know, teaching them about Judgment Day, uh, but then ultimately saying, but, Mark 13, 32, but of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Wow. So Jesus was also trying to encourage us and say that, you know, hey, be prepared, but I don't know. Even Jesus said, I don't know. The angels don't know. You will never know. So, so, so don't be fooled. You know, sometimes we, we live in a world where, where, you know, our friends, like I said, everything is at the you know, tip of our, our, our thumb and, and fingers. And, 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 and sometimes people crave knowledge so much, you know. And sometimes as Christians, you know, people come up to me and, and they'll ask things like, you know, Pastor, is this the end of the world? You know, is this a sign of the end times? And, or maybe you've had friends who come up to you and go like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, have you learned about the seven seals of the, of the end times? And, you know, friends, nobody knows. You know, no, no, nobody knows the day and hour. Even if you know the seals and, 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 and even if they are broken, when is the day and hour? We'll never know. But let's not stop there, he says, but only the Father. Of course, he goes on, take heed. Watch and pray. This is technically, I think, verse 33, but I'm just going to write on a bit. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. Take heed, watch and pray. That's all we can do. Trust. Trust in the Father. You might not know. The angels might not know. Your friends might not know. Your parents might not know. You know, when you will get out of this addiction, when your depression will end, when your debts will be cleared, when your healing will come when you will get married just to talk about something lighter but the father knows and what can we do what should we do trust in him trust in the father jesus is saying just like how i trust in the father trust in the father trust in god in heaven who knows all and is working for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose amen praise god
Point number two, I don't know, but I can still obey. Point number one, I don't know, but I can still trust. So don't put your hope on your current situation. Don't lose hope also because of your current situation, but trust. But what can you do on top of trusting? You can obey. I don't know. I don't know what to do, but I, can, I, I will still obey. You know, so while I might not know what God is saying about this current situation, I know what God has said before. And so I'm going to obey all that he has said before. And, and that's a great place. And I don't know who's watching, but maybe some of us here, we are praying. We're praying for uh, you know, a direction in life. And you're, you're not sure this next stage of your life, whether God wants it for you or not. Well, the best thing, my encouragement is this, as you're waiting for God to say trust, but as you're waiting for God to reveal as you are still in the zone of I don't know, would you look back in your life and go like, God, what have you spoken before in my life? How have you reassured me? You know, let me be obedient to those reassurances. If you have ever told me and say, hey, don't worry, child, I will always be with you, then I'm going to obey that promise. I'm going to cling on to that promise. You know, if, if God has ever whispered, hey, this is my plan, my purpose for you, then I will choose to obey that. You know, I still remember, you know, when I was, you know, I, I received a, a, a confirmation in my heart that God was going to use me to preach his word uh, and to, to be a, a, a preacher, to be, you know, a full-time minister when I was still studying my A-levels. Uh, but yet God says, you know, I, I'm just telling you that I'm going to use you one day. So, so live, you know, do your A-levels well, do your uni well, live your life well so I can use you. Uh, and, and, and the thing is this, you know, God, God sometimes drops uh, information and then he, he, he stops, right? Expects us to just carry out the information until we complete it. Then he gives us the hint, gives us the direction for our next stage in life. And I still remember I was, you know, serving the Lord, doing all that. You went to A-levels, went to university, went out to work. Uh, and I still remember one time I, I was, you know, being offered a very good job, uh, you know, to work in a, in, you know, in a place that pays so much more than where I was working previously uh, and um, with a lot of power involved as well because I got to rub shoulders with the uh, rich and powerful. Uh, and, uh, you know, I would be lying if I say it wasn't tempting to take that job offer. Um, but uh, as I was praying for it, I didn't hear what God said about it, but I remembered what God said about my life. And, 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 and I remember God said that, I'm going to use you to serve me, you know. And, and so based on that revelation, uh, I obeyed. And I obeyed to not take the job. Not because God said that, don't take the job, you know. Uh, uh, and because, I, I mean, who doesn't have dreams of, of becoming like modern day Daniels, if you know what I'm saying, right? Like the Daniel of the Bible, that it was able to be the wise, righteous advisor uh, to pagan kings like Nebuchadnezzar, Xerxes and other stuff. You know, who doesn't want to, to, to be in that kind of position, to be like a Joseph, you know, to be like a, a Daniel. And, and I, that was the type of position I was being offered. And yet I, I, I realized, man, you know, while that looked very you know, tempting, very inviting, uh, I suddenly remember, you know what, 
God has called me for a higher purpose. And if I were to take on this job, you know, I would be missing church because I would be, you know, uh, having to work on weekends because, you know, I'm following some VIPs around, uh, etc. You know, to cut ribbons and whatnot or to help plan for them to cut ribbons. <laughs> uh, and, and I realized that, hey, if God has, has told me that he's going to use me to preach the gospel, uh, then I can't be, you know, straying away from his church. You know, so even though I haven't heard God say anything about this current predicament, I'm just going to obey on what he has already said. You know, and that's why we can know nothing but still obey. You know, obey what God has spoken in his word and in your life. But don't take my word for it. Let's go into God's word. Amen. Again, let's let's hop into um, the Old Testament a bit before we jump into the New Testament. First Samuel chapter 14, verse 6. First Samuel 14, 6. Let's turn there. Amen. First Samuel 14, 6 says this, right? This is Jonathan. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor. So Jonathan, of course, was the prince. You know, he was uh, King Saul's a son, uh, good friends with David. And he says, there, come, let us go to the garrison of this uncircumcised. Ooh, uh, it means the, the, the enemy, those who are not uh, with them, okay? Pardon the colorful language, you know, but it's in the Bible, it's fine. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. I'm going to say that one more time. It may be that the Lord will work for us. In other words, you know, Jonathan obeyed press forward, stepped up by faith on a maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Man, if I were to do that, so many people would leave church. You know, if I were to say that, you know, church, uh, uh, let's launch out and uh, let's, you know, raise funds and, and let's buy that building. Maybe the Lord will use it, you know, uh, to reach souls. And then all you'd be like, maybe, pastor, maybe. We need more than maybe. We need, you know, agreement of bank loans. We need proof. We need, you know, your five-year plan. We need, you know, your life on the line. <laughs> you know, but yet Jonathan says, maybe. Maybe the Lord, I mean, did he have all the confidence in the world? No. Did he know for sure? No. It's like us. He was caught in the, I don't know if this is going to 100% work. But what I do know is God can save by many or by few, right? And so this is Jonathan saying that maybe, but I know God has saved by many, and I know that God has saved by few. And, and, and Jonathan was able to maybe look back at all the Old Testament heroes, you know, the, 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 the few, you know, like Moses, the few, like Joseph, and maybe the few, like his good friend, David, who single-handedly brought down the giant Goliath and brought victory to Israel. And so he's definitely, you know, in the natural, in the natural, God can save by many. But in the supernatural, God saves by few. And either way, it is God. And so he's saying that maybe, but I know that God has saved by few before. He's seen it. He's allowed me to see it. So I'm going to step up by faith. I'm going to obey in this battle. And because he was, what? where was he? He was in, in a war zone. 
and uh, you know a bit of context was that you know the the, the children of Israel the army was losing and they literally uh, I don't know how they lost the battle uh, uh, but they basically you know was fighting a losing skirmish they haven't lost it but it was losing to the point where there was only you know uh, two swords left you know one with the king one with Jonathan and and Jonathan says that hey you know I'm gonna go out and do something with what I have. Amen. So you might not know, like Jonathan, maybe you are in a maybe situation. Maybe, maybe God says this, maybe he hasn't. But hey, look back at what God has done and obey based on what he has spoken in your life and in his word. Amen. And now let's move on. You know, it's, let's go to the New Testament, right? Uh, to someone who equally had a maybe, right? Uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. Uh, Matthew 14, 28, this is a famous passage of scripture. You have Peter here, our, our lovable favorite apostle Peter. And it says this, and Peter answered him. This is, of course, Peter walking on water. Uh, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. You know, first of all, this I just want to say Peter, oh, I love Peter because... He's, I don't know, he's like the Homer Simpson of the Bible. I just love him, you know. He's, he's, he's so sincere, uh, yet not always the most intelligent, not always the most informed. And the reason why I love him is because that's, that's me. And, and that's a lot of us. We are so sincerely in love with Jesus, but we are not always the most informed. You know, not too long ago, if you go back, uh, read Matthew 14, uh, the disciples were in the boat, Jesus walking towards them in the middle of the night. Maybe there was mist in the rivers and in the, in the, in the waters. Uh, and uh, there was even no storms. And so they couldn't see Jesus closely and they thought he was a ghost. And before that, Jesus says, hey, chill out. I'm not a ghost. Don't be afraid in his eye. You know, and then Peter says this, if it is you, command me to come up to you on the water. You know, what was Peter doing? He, 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 <laughs> let, let, let me just play the devil's advocate for a while. If, if it really wasn't Jesus and it was some demonic being trying to mess with the disciples, that would be the most dangerous thing to do. Can you imagine? Like Peter was saying that, huh? Uh, is it you, Jesus? Yes, it is me. Let's say it's not, right? And then Peter goes like, okay, if it's you, you know, instead of saying that, if it's you, Jesus, uh, tell me what you said to me on the first time we met. That's what normal people would do, right? <laughs> you know, if it's you, uh, uh, tell me, you know, where you met me. If it's you, tell me what you, you spoke about me. If it's you, instead, Peter said, ask me to walk on water. <laughs> and if it's not Jesus, he could have drowned. He could have been suffocated. That's the beauty of it. Did Peter know completely? No. Did he bother to know completely? No. <laughs> but he obeyed based on what Jesus had already said. It is I. His obedience wasn't according to his own feelings or according to his own experiences or according to his own wisdom, his obedience was not based on what he know or what he does not know. His obedience was based on what Jesus has said. And Jesus, just one verse, you know, uh, before, uh, in verse 27, you know, verse, before verse 28, in verse 27, Jesus, it is I, don't be afraid. And upon that, that was good enough for Peter. And he took it 
And of course, the rest is history. He did walk on water and he did have a personal, you know, one-on-one lesson of walking on water with Jesus. And, uh, you know, and the rest is history. Peter was forever changed. The church was forever changed. And we are forever changed. And so what, what am I trying to get at again? You know, whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, there are periods where we don't have all the answers, where we don't have all the confirmation. You know, many times we say, God, confirm, give me a confirmation, then I will step up. Give me a confirmation, then I will obey. God, do your part, then I will do my part. And yet that is not faith. And I want to just take a short detour and tell us, you know, I want you to know that the sensation and feeling of not knowing is married to faith. No one who has faith will be able to tell you, I know everything. You know, there's always an element of, I don't know, if you get what I'm saying. You know, anyone who has walked out by faith, there is a, you know, is, is this all, all, you know, for example, Abram, who has, who has been called by God, you know, leave your father's household. You know, does he know where God brought him? No. But his first step of obedience was just to leave. And then God will reveal Sacrifice your son Isaac, Abraham. And, and did, did he know that God was going to give a replacement? I, I don't know. But he was just being obedient to what God has spoken. You know, like there's always an element of the unknown. And, and that's why I like to personally call faith, uh, uh, you know, uh, courage to be clueless. <laughs> you know, you know I, I have faith in God. I courageously believe in him. But if I'm really honest, I'm also uh, 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 clueless about many things of God, uh, you know, but I still believe, I still obey, I still have courage, amen? So don't let, I don't know, the I don't knows in your life rob you from having faith. Instead, tell yourself, hey, I don't know, is is connected, is married to faith, you know, every, even though God has spoken and, he, and, and even though I'm walking out by faith, there's still an element of I don't know. Jonathan said, maybe the Lord. And Peter said, if it is you, or or, or, if it's not you, but if it is you, ask me. I'm going to step out anyway. Amen. Praise God. Point number three is this. I lost my footing. Point number three. um, I don't know. Point number one is, I don't know, but I can still trust. And point number two is, I don't know, but I can still obey. And point number three is, I don't know, but I can still praise. I can still praise God. Amen. I don't know, but I can still praise. And maybe that's what some of us need to hear right now. Maybe, uh, uh, like I said, I don't know. Doesn't mean never knowing. And, and what you are in right now is a season of waiting. Waiting for God to say. Waiting for God to move. Waiting. And, and, and while waiting for God to move, you're just trusting. But you know what else you can do besides trusting and being obedient to his word? You can praise. You can praise. And, and, and with this one last scripture, I want to uh, end this in John chapter 9, verse 25. John 9, 25. And go back, go back, read. You know, all these scriptures I've given you again, you know, uh, read them with more context, especially John chapter 9. Let me summarize it for you, right? So John chapter 9 was um, this incident where Jesus healed a blind man, a man who was born blind. Right, and so Jesus healed this this this. Uh, I I assume young man will yeah because his parents still around so young or at least adult man maybe young uh, maybe an adult let's 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 uh, meet halfway and say you know a young adult 
And it says here, you know, that in, in, in chapter 9, uh, John chapter 9, you know, Jesus um, uh, told him, you know, hey, you know, what, what Jesus, this is how, you know, <laughs> this is how Jesus healed. Uh, if I were to do this, I'll get in trouble. So Jesus saw this, this young adult blind man and he had compassion, wanted to heal him. So Jesus spat on the floor, spat on the ground and uh, made clay out of it and uh, anointed the clay and stuck it to the... <laughs> can you imagine if, if I, I were to walk the streets and see a, a blind person and go, I can hear you. <laughs> but that's what Jesus did. Jesus anointedly spat on the ground, took the clay you know, cover him, and then if if that wasn't you know cringe enough, bad enough, ask the man to go walk to the pool of Siloam. Uh, you can imagine you know rubbing clay on a blind person and asking a blind person to walk, you know, uh, to this specific pool uh, to wash. And of course, after washing it, uh, he could see. After washing it, you know, he was made whole again. And of course, by the time he reached there, and by the time he could see again. Uh, he, of course, was healed, but he didn't know who Jesus was. He didn't know how he looked like. You know, he probably knew how he sounded like, but he didn't know, know how he looked like. Uh, and, of course, the whole town was celebrating the whole, it, it became the news, the news. You know, can you imagine on that day, if everybody had a smartphone, they will be immediately getting a news alert. Boop, boop, you know, the person, the uh, young man, blind from birth, healed. Uh, by Jesus, you no, know, everybody would get a, a news alert, uh, and uh, the, the Pharisees were investigating uh, this healing. Were basically, you know, they were against Jesus, so they were saying that, you no, know, hey, you know, we want you to know. We want first of all, we want to question you. You know, are you really, you know, blind? And 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 and, and what what you know who healed you and what what is causing this? And 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 they dis- you know they did all the investigation, discovered that yep, they, you know, calling his parents and discovered yep, this person was truly blind from birth, and yet he was truly healed and yet they did not want him to to give any credit to Jesus and so they said that we want you to 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 give you know the renounce Jesus we don't want you okay so just 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 don't just renounce just reject Jesus and and this blind man who was basically brought into the middle of this ongoing you know uh, a, a war between the Pharisees and and and, and Jesus you no know, verbal war theological war uh, had this some this profound thing to say in verse twenty five of John chapter nine. He answered and said, "Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know that though I was blind, now I see." And of course, you can read on the whole of chapter nine, and eventually he did find Jesus. He bumped into Jesus again and and worshipped him. You know whether he is a sinner. Or not, I don't know. But what I do know is I was blind, but now I see. Point number three, like I said, I don't know, but I can still praise. I don't know. I don't know when this lockdown will end. I don't know when you will get your job. I don't know when you'll get married, if you will get married. I don't know. You know, and, and, and I'm just saying that, you know, that it's okay to not know and it, there's a certain joy and peace of, of not knowing. We can rest in not knowing, learn to rest in not knowing and not just rest, praise, praise. Just like how the blind man perfectly articulated, I don't know whether it's this or that, sinner or not sinner. What I do know, 
What I cannot deny is that once I was blind, but now I see. And sometimes as Christians, we're going to come back to that place of, of our beginning again and go like, you know what? I don't know if God will ever heal me of cancer. I don't know if I will ever be rich. I don't know if I will be married, but all I know is that once I was blind, all I know is that once I was a sinner, all I know was that once I was lost, that God saved me and God healed me and God opened his, my eyes to him. Amen. You know, we've been, uh, you know, uh, uh, going through uh, Alpha and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's such a, a powerful uh, thing, you know, uh, to go through, you know, the, the, the Alpha online together. And, uh, you know, we, and, and a lot of people are week by week learning more about Christ, knowing more about Christ, learning more about Christ. Uh, but it got me reflecting on how I came to know Christ. And because in the Alpha Online, a lot of people said, oh, I, I investigated all the evidence and then came to the conclusion that Christ is real. <laughs> and I, I went like, oof, I guess I'm the Dumbo who did the exact opposite. I believe Jesus was real. Then I saw the evidence. And, and sometimes we got to tell ourselves that it's okay. You know, especially when we live in a world where, you know, knowledge is everything. You got to know, you got to know. And it almost feels like people who are not knowledgeable are looked down upon. But it's okay to not know everything. Because as long as you know what's the most important, that's all there is to know. I, I, I might not know what the future holds, but I know that God loves me. I might not know, you know, whether, you know, I'll... I'll how long this nightmare called my job will last or how long this nightmare called the lockdown will last or how long this, you know, when the vaccine will come out. I don't know. But what I do know is that God loves me. What I do know is that he saved me. You know, what I do know is that as dirty as I am, as sinful as I am, as, as trashy as I am, you know, and, and, you know, every time I look at the gospel, whether it's through Alpha or just going through gospel, we, are, we realize that, wow, humanity, we are so rotten. We are such evil people. And it's not just the people who have committed crime, but all of us, right, have the potential for both great good and also great harm. And yet God chooses to see the good in us over the bad. I was blind, but now I see. I might not see all the answers, but I see God. I might not have everything, but at least I'm not blind anymore. And that's where we need to bring ourselves to. Amen. And, and out of that, let's praise. Amen. Out of that, let's praise and go like, God, I thank you. I might not have all the answers, but I have enough to trust you. <laughs> like me, you know, just somebody telling me that Jesus died for my sins was enough. I might not have all, at that time, all the scientific stuff backed up yet, but all that I've heard was good enough and I praise you. I praise you. Some of us, you know, we may be believing God for more 
but let's praise him for what we have right now. You know, maybe God, I, 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 I want healing. And I don't know when healing will come. I don't know how long I need to pray. I don't know whether I need to fast anymore. But I thank you that you are with me in this sickness. God, I don't know whether I'll be able to get out of this problem, this addiction, this but I thank you that your grace is new every morning. Uh, Lord, I'm not sure whether this is, you know, uh, condition is something, whether it's a thorn by my side that I need to live with for the rest of my life. I thank you that you are with me for the rest of my life. Don't let what you don't know silence your praise, but praise God. Amen. Praise God. You know, whether it's north or east, south or west, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter, sinner, not sinner. No, let's come back to that place of our beginning. Once I was a sinner, now I'm saved. Once I was blind, but now I see. And for that, I praise you. We have a song that says that, you know, uh, Jesus, you don't owe me anything. You know, uh, more than anything you can do, I just want you. I think we need to come back to that place and just fall in love with Jesus in that way again. And let songs of praise be birthed out of the vacuum of I don't know and trust. And like I said, I don't know doesn't mean that we will never know. It doesn't mean that God is not working. God is always working, always moving for our benefit. So I pray that this message has encouraged you and given you some strength, given you some out, new outlook, faith, to face this new week and the uncertainty of the times that we're living in. Friends, we are living in uncertain times. We don't have all the answers, but God is still in control. You know, to end it simply, I might not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future and his name is Jesus. And if you're watching this for the first time and you have yet to surrender your life to Jesus, you can do it too. Remember that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No one gets to the Father except through Jesus. And Jesus is love. And Jesus loves you and loves us and died for us so that we might have eternal life. He died for our sin. Our sin stops us from reaching God. But God died, took that sin away and, 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 and rose from the dead for us. Came back for us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that we love you and we thank you that we have you in our lives. And God, while we, our knowledge is finite, uh, you are infinite. But Lord, we also rest in our finite nature. And Lord, while knowing you is good, knowing the word is good, uh, uh, knowing knowledge is good, but Lord, we also want to rest in the fact that not knowing is also okay and not knowing God. So Lord, help us when we don't know what to do, what to say, what to feel, where to go, to trust, to obey, and to praise. And God, I pray, Lord, for anyone watching right now, Lord, who have yet to give their hearts to you, Lord, or who have been far away from you, God, I pray, Lord, that you will help them, just like the blind man who was once blind, to see, to see you, as Lord and Savior. And also help us, no matter how mature we think we are, to never lose sight of the fact that you are still our Lord and Savior. And Lord, may we never let our knowledge replace you. 
And may we never let, let the lack of knowledge paralyze us. But Lord, teach us the joy of not knowing, that in the not knowing, in the maybe, we can trust, we can obey, and we can still praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.